John O'Ben and Sharon. It is huge. John O'Ben and Sharon, welcome to the show. Uh, Bill English stepped down as leader of the, uh, the National Party. Oh, there you go. Hard-hitting political coverage. That's what you came here for. <laughs> what do you think you'd be named after? And I know he wasn't, but mm. if you're named after your favourite subject at school. John O. John O English? No, I didn't really like English. <laughs> okay. Um, Did we be in PE? Did you like physical education? Yeah, yeah, did you? Ben fun. physical education. <laughs> Full name. Looking at looking at your body, it didn't look like you did much of it. You'd be like Jono Woodwork or something. Eh? Jono Woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> look at this key I made. The, the bit of wood that floats in the pool. I, you know, my biggest achievement in woodwork was making a chunk of wood that I attached a key to that was used for the pool, and that's all I did. Basically, I just. Sort a bit of rectangle wood, <laughs> drilled a hole in it and tied a key to it uh, and passed woodwork. Well done, Bill. Well done on 27 years' yeah, service. Yeah, well done. Very, very well done cool. On, he's got 27 children, Bill English. A lot of kids. <laughs> no, he was thanking all of his kids. It was like a, a roll call for a classroom. <laughs> I, uh, this morning we got to work and we're very excited. Uh, Kevin Hart, he's coming to New Zealand. I'm helping bring him here at the end of the year. A Kevin Hart interview was promised to us. It was. And we did it. And I was disappointed. Ben, you... You were disappointed. Yeah. This is your hero, yeah. and we'll ta- we'll play it to you next. Jono, Ben, and Sharon, the Edge. As you would have heard yesterday, um, mostly me um, bringing Kevin Hart to New Zealand. Yeah, along with uh, yeah, in association, a little bit of help from the international touring company Live Nation. Just a little. They've got a little hand yeah, bringing him but out mostly here. Me, but so we get an email today. We get an email today around about twelve thirty. Urgent. Kevin Hart phone interview. Now, and, well, this is exciting. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, I'm a big fan of Kevin Hart. He's my yeah. comedy idol. Love him. So uh, we get in here for the Kevin Hart, urgent Kevin Hart phone oh, interview. But before that, we spend the rest of the morning, we drop everything we're doing. We prepare questions. So we drop, we're holding kids. We just drop them. No, we dropped, wait, ben was holding a baby. He just dropped the baby. <laughs> dropped everything we were doing and started preparing. I was playing a social cricket game and all. Dropped the catch. Uh, started preparing for our Kevin Hart interview. Kevin Hart uh, joins us on the phone. He's about, about, about to make his way to New Zealand. For his irresponsible tour in December. Bloody uh, exciting. Kevin Hart, uh, live from the States. Uh, how are you? How are Good. Good. This is bloody good to have you on the phone, mate. We're looking forward to looking forward to the show in December. And, and Ben, Ben, who I'm sitting across from, huge fan of yours. Oh, very excited, Kevin. We've met a couple of times. Um, I'm claiming I'm bringing you to New Zealand. Do you want me to suss you out of bed at my house? Do you want to stay the night while you're here in New Zealand? You're looking for likes because the conversation of Kevin Hart draws attention to you. I don't like the false reality. If my drastic situation sparked a creative juice in you for you to get better, I'm going to applaud you for it, and I hope it continues. And when you do get the point, I'm still going to help you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, okay, uh, Kevin, you've worked uh, recently with uh, Kiwi actor Reese Darby on Jumanji. You work with The Rock, who uh, grew up in New Zealand. What have they told you about New Zealand? What are they saying you need to do when you're here? I'm a storyteller. So when you tell stories, the beauty of doing it with an amazing audience is captivating that audience to the point where they're following your every word until the punchline comes. So I paint pictures, but they're realistic pictures. At the end of the day, you can put yourself in my shoes and you can see yourself in the story that I'm telling because the stories are relatable. I don't separate myself. Okay. So okay. What I'm putting together now is uh, I can notice the... Uh, the curtains down through to producer Dan's studio. Every question we're asking Kevin Hart makes his answers are making no sense. And <laughs> oh, I was so excited Dan, talking to Kevin Hart. Oh, what's to be Kevin Hart? Uh, Kevin Hart, uh, what do you know about New Zealand? 
That's a great question. That is a great question. That's a great question. Why there didn't we you go. use that one once? Yeah, yeah. Like, you could have played Dan. Okay, okay, we're looking at Dan, producer Dan, through the glass right now. He's holding the phone up to a speaker where he's got audio clips of Kevin Hart. At least some of them could have made some sense to the questions we were asking, Dan. Hey, look. There's only an assortment of interviews online with Kevin Hart, and he only answers certain questions. <laughs> I had a limited base to deal with. Do you realise how much time we've been? Yeah. We've been about an hour looking into research for this. That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. Well played. It was well a lot played. of time. Oh, well, Kevin Hart, coming, uh, coming to New Zealand. Uh, thanks to me. A responsible tour. Not on the radio, though. Thanks to Dan. Anything you want to say to that, Kevin? That's a great question. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. The most stressful thing for a person to ever do, I had to do last night. Oh, a parallel park in front of a group of people. Well, that's actually... No. That's, jeez, that's a... I can't oof. do it. If, if there is a car park and it's outside a cafe, I just can't do it. Don't you do it in front of a crowd? Oh, no, no. What do you do? I just I drive up the road. I just, I won't take it. I'll go, oh, no, no, it's the cars. The cars won't fit there. <laughs> he also doesn't like peeing in front of people as well. Also a stressful thing. <laughs> won't, do anyway. won't do that in front of a cafe either. Okay, <laughs> apart from peeing in parallel parking, what was the most stressful thing that happened? Jura-selling books. Now, I haven't Jura-selled a book for a good sort of five to ten years, but I did, it, I did it last night for the kids. You know, they came in from school and they were like, can you Jura-sell the books? Mm. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And, jeez, it's stressful. Just the bub, the, oh. Have we not advanced as a human race? Why don't we just have pre-Jura-sealed books? That's a brilliant idea. You know, my mate's uh, dad invented Jurassil. Did he? Oh, yeah. Mate Cameron, his father invented Jurassil. Really? Hell of an invention. Why, why didn't he invent bubble-free Jurassil? I don't know. You can, call him, <laughs> you can call him and harass him about his invention if you want. <laughs> but I, I thought there would be pre-Jurassil books now. It is a stressful thing because then the, you get the ruler and you're holding the, the sticky bit out and you're trying to get, the, get all the air out while you're doing the ruler compress. Oh, and it starts bubbling and then the book starts bending and it's just like, ah. Oh, I oh, know. I love my favourite <laughs> thing about jury sealing is when you end up with a crease and you're like, okay, I can work this out. I can work this out. And you're trying to squeeze the ruler down the crease and, you're, and it rips it. Oh, and then crazy. you just sort of flatten it down and there's like a little bump that you've sort of flattened into the top of the book. But anyway, very, very stressful experience. Are you okay now? Oh, no, I'm still quite worried. Maybe we, maybe we should invent pre-Jurassil books. I think, I think if they're not already invented, that's ours. Copyright, John and Ben, tw- 2018. I think Jurassil was just invented to stress you out at the beginning of the school year. <laughs> Is there anything more stressful to do in the world? What, than Jurassilling books? Yeah. Yeah, dismantling a bomb? Oh, maybe. Probably. I don't know. Have you done something that's more stressful than Jura-selling a book? Okay. I'll take open open heart surgery. If you've done that, yeah, I'll accept that. Okay. 0800 The Edge. Can you find, have you done something more stressful in your life than Jura-selling books? Because that's the most stressful (laughs) thing Ben's done in his life so far. That and trying to decide which way um, your your debit card goes when you have to swipe it on the machine. Again, another stressful. This is more stressful than the time that he was made to turn up to court for impersonating a pilot at the <laughs> well, airport. No, no, Let's put everything in perspective. Okay, you're right. Okay, that one did trump everything. Jura selling books, the most stressful thing Ben claims has happened in his life. Have you got anything more stressful, Jalen? Yes, when I have to wait for old people crossing the road at the pedestrian crossing, they walk so slow. Run them over. I stress out. <laughs> no. Run them over. No, you they can't. Who's no. going to miss them? Well, I want to. I end up beeping. Oh, you beep. You can't beep. You beep at old, elderly <laughs> no, people. You've got to let them do their thing. <laughs> like, how, how in a rush are you? Yeah. Oh, normally I'm just taking my time and then this old person just walks across the road and then I have to like, oh, no, I can just go past, but... 
they seem to like speed up before I get to go. Mm. How many retirement villages are you driving past that you're having old people <laughs> cross in front of you all day? It's normally just like around hospitals. No, yeah, old people, eh? You know what they say about yep. old people? What's that? They're not going to be around for much longer. <laughs> Neither are we on the station after bad jokes from me. Thank you very much, Jaden. Ruby's with us on 0800 The Edge. Have you done something more stressful than jurors selling books, Ruby? Dealing with your phone, probably? <laughs> Ruby's like I was born with a robot voice. <laughs> and it has stressed me out. It's very hard for people to understand when I talk on the radio. I can see why that would yeah, get on no, top of you. Yeah, it's very annoying. John Ben and Sharon. The Edge. This radio show is bringing out a brosé, uh, which is like a brosé, but we're bringing it out, so it's got to be a pun title. So uh, next week we're going to be taking uh, our tester bottles. Both Ben and myself are going to have tester bottles that we're going to be taking around to the BYO parties that The Edge is doing, and uh, you will decide what will then become the brosé, part of making wine uh, nearly as important as crushing the grapes with your feet, which they don't do nowadays. No. Apparently technology is advanced in the winemaking game. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? thought? <laughs> I'm quite, like, as someone who's quite clean, like, like to keep things clean, the whole idea of crushing grapes with feet, I know it goes through a process and all that sort of stuff, but still mm. it's like... I know, that would really... Surely there's, some be- there's better ways we can do it. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be drinking feet juice, <laughs> no. do you? That's what it is. No, it's not a great name for wine, too, if you call it feet, feet juice. Feet juice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the original name. Didn't take off, so they had to rebrand it. Uh, but anyway, so we have both spent the last 24 hours designing labels for the wine bottle. You've done one, Ben, and I've done one. Uh, we both we haven't seen them. We haven't seen each other's designs, uh, but we're going to reveal them now, and then we're going to put them on Facebook, on the John O'Ben and Sharon Facebook page, and you're going to vote for which wine label will become the official label for Brose. Okay. You go first. Well, you give us a backstory with your design, and I'll try and describe it as best I can. Paint pictures with words. <laughs> well, what I did was I talked to a graphics designer friend of mine, mm. actually forked out some money. I was like, let's go class. Well, you invested in this. I was invested. I'm invested in this in the whole project. I'm invested. I want I want something that looks good. That <laughs> represents this show. Okay. You know, that looks classy. So I've gone for a nice have a look. See what you can see now? A nice yeah. brose label. It looks classy. It'll be running down the bottle. I'm just opening up the JPEG now. Sorry, the Wi-Fi is a bit of a oh here we go. Okay. So it's got B R O in pink. Yeah. S E in white down the bottle, and it's got just your face in well, the no, O. Your face is there. My face is stuck behind. So Ben's put his <laughs> face in the O inside the circle. Yeah. And my face is definitely obscured by half of the O and half of your face. Look, look I'm sure NSYNC had the same conversation at one stage when they were doing their group. And they were like, and, and they were like, yeah, we need to put Timberlake at the front. Yeah, it looks like I've turned up. Looks like I've turned up just a second too late for a photo. <laughs> You're there. Now you open up mine. I've done a hand drawing. <laughs> it's a hand drawing. Well, you've got you've actually had some help with this though. It looks yeah, quite I have, classic. I, I've also employed the use of a graphic designer. But you've so, so what? Okay, describe what you see in front of you. Well, there's two sort of uh, cartoon figures. Uh, John and Ben. That's all hand drawn. One's, it's one's a hand got, job done by me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So oh, that's my yeah. own work. Yeah. <laughs> so one's got hair, one hasn't got hair, so I'm guessing the one without hair is you, the one mm. with hair is me. Mm-hmm. They're both nude. Yep. <laughs> Frolicking through the vines, enjoying the fine taste, the fine fruits of their labour. But holding up uh, well, with wine, we've got wine in our hands. Yeah. You know? We're holding up glasses, we look very joyous, Yeah. jumping mid-air, holding hands, and uh, we're there's, naked. There's pixelation going on. 
Yeah, there's like, pixelation because now, I couldn't just have private parts no. flailing all over the front of our bottle, so I had so to So how come, like, look, there's your pixelation mm. <laughs> compared to my pixelation. I've got a lot more pixelation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like listen. a lot more pixelation. <laughs> like, like I've barely got any pixelation. I've got Orlando Bloom style pixelation. <laughs> you know the pixelation they had to use yeah, when, when he was, was on the paddleboarding. Yeah. Yeah. To put it into Lord of the Rings analogy, you've got Orlando Bloom Orlando Bloom on a paddleboard. I've got sort of the Hobbit. The, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. ring. The ring they returned to Mordor, that was about the size of my pixelation. Tasty, tasteful <laughs> pixelation. So uh it's on our Facebook page. Yep. You need to vote. You need to vote for what we're going to spend 24 hours voting. What label would you like to become the official label of your brosé? Not just ours. This is your wine. So go to Edge Afternoons, John O'Ben and Sharon. Have a look at the two pictures and vote for your favourite label. And uh, we'll put one of those, the winning one, on the show's wine. John O'Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Have you been watching me at first time, mate? No, I haven't seen much okay. of it. Basically, what you do is you get a whole bunch of strangers. No, I know the concept of the oh, show. okay, right. Well, then you hope like hell that they're going to like each other and nothing's going to go wrong and everything goes wrong. Well, if you're a producer of the show... Oh, you'd be loving it. Do you really... Like, you, you want the sort of drama that the show brings, right? A lot of talk, a lot of talk about... Uh, you think, I'm frazzled. A lot of talk about this guy, Troy. Very unstable character. Right. Yeah, very shaky pair of hands. Is he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Have a listen to Troy. Now, this is the first time he's met his wife and, uh, and her family. The gene pool is very attractive, especially from the mother's side. She's got a beautiful mother. I saw the mother, hoped instantly the, the daughter would be exactly like the mother. I could settle down with that girl instantly if it was a pure breed straight from the mother. You have a beautiful wife, James. <laughs> I'm very impressed and envious of this spectacular family you have created. You have a beautiful face, almost like, I know some, I know a lot of other beautiful women who look actually quite similar to you. So he's talking to his mother-in-law there. That's his, mother, that's his new mother-in-law. He sounds very friendly. He's <laughs> friendly, but he's just a little... He's not reading. He doesn't read social situations well. And I've heard there's some shocking rumours about this guy, too, about to come out. Yes. We tried to get him for an interview today. Dan, our producer, tried to book him for that's an interview. That's a bit of a spoiler alert if you're watching the series, yeah. so we won't go into it oh, now. Okay. But if you want to... You can... Yeah, you can... Mm. You can look... It's on the internet. Look up. Show you. Look... look. Oh, there you go. There it is. It is on the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, look, one of the uh, big talking points about Troy is his... Uh, they had a shot of him brushing his teeth, and he brushes his teeth like it's like he's got a high-powered drill, just fanging away. He's brushing so hard and so vigorous that he's creating a foam substance around his mouth. Mentioned earlier in the show, looks like he's contracted rabies. <laughs> it does, it does. It does. Very impressive brushing technique. I mean, there would be no plaque or tartar on them, their oh, I teeth. I thought I was quite a messy brusher. You know, like... Uh, well, you brush your teeth three to five times yeah, a day. Yeah, get, get in there, but this this guy's really going for it. So what, I, what I've done is I've brought in some toothpaste, some Oral-B. Yeah. Ben, you've got a toothbrush. Okay. I've got a toothbrush. What we're both going to do is spend the next 30 seconds trying to create more of a foamy substance around our mouth than Troy does on Married at First Sight, okay? Okay. So I'll go there. A lot of toothpaste. <laughs> you, put, you put your toothpaste on. Okay, I'm going to start now. Count me down. Okay. 23, 2, 1, go. <laughs> How much? <laughs> 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 the, the weirdest thing. How's it? Oh, I 
like I got a lot of. I feel like you know when you put a mentos into a coke. Yeah. A lot of foam coming out of my mouth. <laughs> so that's what we realised. It's not going anywhere. Mouth out of toothpaste. I don't know how to end this piece now. John Ben and Sharon, the Edge. Now I know I'm meant to be talking here, but I don't want to talk because I don't like. The fact okay. that we're doing this again? Otherwise we'll just play this ominous music and no one talk. I was hoping there'd be nothing, so it'd be more I was making more of a point that I wasn't saying anything, but you're playing music. So this is a segment called Live Direct Messages, Live DMs, where we cut out the middle person. Yeah. When you phone up, you get straight on the ear. Now we did it once. It was a disaster. And then uh, that was it. And then we did it again. It was like, oh, well, we did it again. Great. Let's move on. Let's, let's keep going forward with our lives. But Jono, you're like that. You keep putting it back in the sheet. Oh, 800 The Edge. Live direct messaging. You can just jump on the radio right now. We won't even screen your call. Whatever you say. Shout out whatever you want to do. Yep, yeah, yeah, can be. Let's, let's live dangerously today, I reckon. I don't let's do a few bit of dangerous stuff. No, don't. Let's see how dangerous we can get. You don't want that. No, don't. <laughs> don't. No, remember this is this is with, with this. Uh, uh, no. No. He gets all flustered. Be ready on that, because that's the problem. I'll be ready on the hang-up button. You can't just jam your hand over and start slamming buttons. See, I can't reach. I don't think I can reach the phone. See, now what have you done there? I don't know. Dan, he's screwed up the phone. I have I. What is that? I don't know. What have you done there? Okay. I think someone's on the phone. Tamsin. Tamsin? Don't know, Tamsin. Rachel on 0800 The Edge. Welcome. We're live, Rach. And that's why we do it. <laughs> the Edge, welcome to Live DMs. Take it away. Is this... You there? Yeah, we're here. Oh, what yeah. do you want to say? Yeah, it's Pete Diz here. I'd just like to tell you all that I still eat ass. This is so good. This is no, that's a, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. It's the same it's guy. Done. It's the same guy. It was, what was the shambles oh, of the first one? Curtis, welcome to live oh, DMs. Sorry. Oh, well, hey, first of all, I just want to say you guys are awesome. I love listening to you guys. Oh, he started with a compliment sandwich. <laughs> okay. Something bad's about to happen. No, just leave it there. No, no, no. Um, just a shout out to my mum and dad and my fiance, Kerry Headley. Um, like, uh, awesome and um, helped me out huge for my motocross. So, um, man, you guys are awesome, man. I love listening to uh, John and Ben and maybe not so much Sharon, but definitely, definitely I love listening to Sharon. Yeah. I do. Hey, good on you, Curtis. You're a bloody yeah, legend, mate. kind of you the same, mate. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Live DMs. Juliet, take it away. Hi, how are you? What do you want to say? Grim stuff? I want to, to, I want to talk to Jono about his eye fetish. Um, I work at an eye clinic and I was wondering if you would like to come along and watch us injecting eyes. Yes! No! Yes! No! And no, you can film it. If, if, yes. if you've just joined the show, I have a big thing about eyes, and our boss, she got a, an eye injection. I, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't. I, no. I actually couldn't do it. We'll put a prize up for someone if Jono could sit through the whole examination watching. Don't have to participate. No, the person will win the prize. That's what we're doing. We've got to do it. That's my worst nightmare. You don't have to. Does that no, to you can to you? come along and... We'll give you a little cheer and we'll have a nurse with you in case you faint or anything. And you can just sit there and watch it. If you're feeling sick at all, we can administer first aid to you. Oh, it's not even on you. They're worried oh, about first aid on you. <laughs> I'll put Juliet on hold. Bianca, live DMs. Take it away. What do you want to say? Grim stuff? 
Okay, I just want to say, Adam, you're my boss. You're a douche. You have a small wing. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is why we do it. Here we go. All right, wrap Anything it up. Anything else you want to wrap say? Wrap it up. No, let's go. Let's go. I'm going to mess with you. Oh, Jono. Here we go. I don't know what I'm doing here on the phone. It's okay, okay. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Now, um... Uh, there was a girl in the office. We work in the morning over at TV. There was a lady uh, who we work with. She's in sales, and she was wandering around today with a plastic guard over her nose. You know those ones? You sort mm. of a plastic guard over your nose. Mm. And I was like, oh, why the? Pla-? I I was a bit anxious about approaching because I thought yeah. maybe she'd had a nose job or you know some plastic surgery. But I put that aside and I asked her anyway. You just, she, like, all day long, she's going to have people asking her. Yeah. Why don't you just let her... Let well, her then go. she's got to be okay with explaining why <laughs> she's got a plastic guard on her nose. All right. So Saturday night, she's partying hard. She reckons she's running at about 120. Okay? <laughs> Which is too far. Hundreds is weird. It's maximum. Yeah, don't ever take your party in plus 100. <laughs> yeah. um, she's in the clubs, okay? She... It's about two in the morning. She's on the dance floor and decides... Mid banger to pull out a dolphin dive. Oh, like like a, like a sort of caterpillar sort of move. It is, know? but you know, you come you, the dolphin dive in the dance community. <laughs> you, you're, le- you're bouncing up and you're diving towards the ground head first. Timing is essential. Yeah, it's pivotal to the dolphin yeah, yeah, dive. Yeah. Her timing was a bit off at, <laughs> at two in the morning. I think you can put two and two together, and what happened? Her nose took the impact. <laughs> She broke her nose. Oh, the poor thing. <laughs> broke her nose on the dance floor. <laughs> Carried on partying, I imagine. Still at 120%. You're still she partying. Did, but she did go, she partied on for about, till about five in the morning until she walked out of the nightclub. And her friends were like, oh my God, your, your nose looks atrocious. They had to go to A&E. Hence the reason. But I think a great topic we should start. And, you know, we like to invite you to call. Mm. We're an open door policy in this show. Yeah, Apart from when it reaches 7 o'clock, we're out <laughs> we're the door. Out. Don't call us Money after 7. They'll, they'll, they'll bring you in. Uh, 0800 The Edge. Your party dance move injuries. Oh, it must happen before. I think we spoke about this a while ago, but... Um was a house party going on, and you, you were, you know, you were instructed to give someone, you know, a little bit of a dance. Oh, it was their birthday party. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I assumed the magic mic yeah. role, minus the magic. Yeah, <laughs> and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, though, because there was a there was a box in the corner, and mm. you went to lean on the box to sort of straddle it to sort of you know do some sort of twerking sort of. Yeah, I was going to wrap, wrap my legs around him. While holding on to the cardboard box. Now, some savage, <laughs> some, some ruthless some monster, <laughs> the same sort of monster that would leave like a permanent marker next to a whiteboard. That's the sort of person we're talking about, right? Left an empty cardboard box there. So, my, all of my stripping weight. So, I had my feet up oh, on the permanent weight. My feet up on the chair. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grind him. <laughs> you know, a reverse grind technique. Put my hands on the cardboard box. It turned out it was empty. Someone had left an empty cardboard box. box it was a big empty cardboard box. Big enough Almost to swallow there. you up inside afterwards. <laughs> and I collapsed into the box. My feet were poking out the top of the box. And all you could see was just a G-string and legs. It was not pretty. So if you can beat those, if you can beat the broken do- uh, dolphin dive uh, nose and you can beat the... Uh, Cardboard box incident. <laughs> the cardboard box incident of twenty seventeen that we'll never speak of again. Brooklyn's with us on 0800 the Edge Dance Party Injuries. Injuries, Brooklyn. Oh uh, well, I was down in Timaru at my cousin's wedding and I uh my, I've got this real unique skill. I can do the splits. I'm a big fella, but I can do the splits, right? <laughs> that would be a treat to see. 
Yeah, like so I pull it out all the time, but this time I decided to take it one step further, so I hopped up on the table. I may may have taken it one step further, so I hopped up on the table and I decided to jump off the table into the splits and uh, may have pulled a groin or two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you were leaped into the air to land in the splits position. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Yep. I don't even think you'd see Bruno Mars doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yep, um, that definitely cost me maybe a ball or two. <laughs> oh, did you lose? Did you lose testicles? Uh, well, okay, that's all right. <laughs> Wrapping it up again, aren't you? Just Moving like on. they did with the scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez! The Ed Hello dance party injuries. What happened? Yeah, uh, at a family re- reunion, and I decided I'd be the talk cool dude. You know, a bit pissed, slide in this massive slide move. Yeah, into the, into the you know how they always have the dance circle. I've seen the gap, do the big old slide in, start the caterpillar, and uh, smash my chin on the wooden floor, split it in half, blood for miles. <laughs> I've seen the gap. So I went Here's for it. your opportunity. Time to go. Oh, no. <laughs> did you? Was it straight to A&E, or did you keep, keep that party and going? No, I just played it all cool. I went and sat back with my wife and, and my parents and that, and... Um, she said, you're bleeding. I said, oh, am I? So she grabs a cloth on the table next to me and starts mopping my chin up. And <laughs> for the rest of the night, Clint's like holding his chin like he's thinking about something. Mm, yeah. He's doing a lot, of, a lot of quizzical thinking tonight. Appreciate your call. Therese with us, 0800 The Edge Dance Party Injuries. Hi. Um, I once went out um, partying and I was dancing to the song of Tyre Cruz. Um, and he said, put your hands up in the air. So, of course, I did that. You've got to do it. Ty Cruz says that. <laughs> You've got to put him up. What happened? Exactly. Um, and I put my hand up into a wall fan and got my finger chopped off. Oh, really? <laughs> yep, fully. It got chopped off. It was hanging on by a little bit of skin. Um, I had to catch a taxi oh. holding on to my finger um, to the hospital. Oh, my <laughs> God. If you were in America, Tyre Cruz would be getting a letter from your attorney or something. You'd be trying to blame that on him. You're like that son yeah. of a bitch, Tyre Cruz. <laughs> tell me to put my hands up without chicken first. They need to add that disclaimer in songs. Put your hands up in there, but check if there's any ceiling fans operating. <laughs> so did they manage to get your finger back on? Oh, 100%. It, like, it works, um, you know, pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, it's reattached. <laughs> Oh, it works pretty good. It works around about 65%, 70%. Hey, but it's there. Aesthetically, it looks like I've got all my fingers. Exactly. The oh, was I'd already had two drinks, so they couldn't give, uh, give me any painkillers. Oh, Terry, that is an amazing Hold call. Hold the line. We're going to find something for you. You're awesome. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge.